Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what is going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode 76 i believe of do rags and boat shoes uh much love and respect to all the listeners out there and for those who are just now catching up on older episodes i appreciate you and welcome to the damn show first things first before we get started on the summer jam screen i do have to say rest in peace to charlie murphy we lost him today age 57 uh he was battling leukemia uh, may that brother rest in peace. Uh, he brought us some some comedic gold with the stories about Prince and uh, and Rick James, and uh, he did a great job in the uh, Player Haters Ball. That's one of my favorite Chappelle show skits. And when they were showing the outtakes, how uh, when they were getting ready to say rolling or action, he would start shaking his head and stuff. He had a little bounce to him. So, uh, you know, much love and respect to that brother. May he rest in peace. Uh, you know, hopefully his kids will be okay. And uh, hopefully the rest of his family will be okay. Again, rest in peace to Charlie Murphy. So let's go ahead and get started on that good old Summer Jam screen. Um, I guess we could talk about United. Uh, if, if you've been sleeping under a rock, uh, what was it, uh, Monday or Tuesday? Uh, video surfaced. I think it was Monday. A video surfaced of uh, a passenger getting yanked up off a plane. Uh, United flight and uh, this is the second time in what less than a month United has been in hot water because before they kicked some girl they wouldn't let some girls on a flight uh, they were actually children of uh, of some United employees and they were trying to fly and they were they had on leggings and so they were like no you can't fly because you're representing the company and then uh, this past uh, Monday when this uh, Asian man got yanked up off the uh, plane snatched up uh what happened was the flight wasn't overbooked so many people keep saying that the flight was overbooked it was not what happened was that uh they had four employees that needed to, to get on that flight to uh head to uh, a different airport uh some staff i think it was some pilots who needed to get to a different airport so they can make their flight uh flying out uh if they wouldn't if those four employees wouldn't have made that flight that flight would have been canceled and so nobody wanted to give up their seat united was like you know we'll give you you know a hotel stay you know eight hundred dollars a night hotel stay for the next day because uh, they didn't have any more flights uh, going that way and nobody wanted to do it so they had some uh, a computer randomly selected seats to get people up out the paint and so there was a couple that got kicked off and then a woman i believe got kicked off or a guy i can't remember 
And then uh, the Asian dude, he was like, no, I'm a doctor. I need to get to wherever I'm going uh, because my patients need me. And then the air marshal and some uh, police was like, no, you about to get the fuck up out this seat. And so they snatched him up out the seat. They drug, drug him through the aisles and people were just watching, letting it happen. And then he came, he then they got him off. He came back on with his mouth all bloody and stuff. And then they kicked him back up off, uh, off the plane. CEO made a statement saying that basically, uh, you know, he feels bad for the guy, yada, 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 but we still follow protocol. And it was pretty much the same statement that, you know, he made before about the leggings incident. And, uh, you know, this Asian guy, he got the Negro treatment uh because uh they are run they was running his they started running his past you know they always do that to justify you know harming black folks and now they're starting to do it to asian folks so you asian uh want to be white supremacists y'all need to take notes because you ain't that white so basically their tmz ran a story uh other news outlets ran stories about his background saying that he was arrested uh, and he has he's working on a restricted medical license for uh trading pussy for prescription pills and uh selling prescription pills or selling prescriptions and shit like that so he's working on like a, a restricted medical license and you know black folks was out here you know threw their cape on oh i'm never flying united again uh one brother cut up his credit card um and what what else uh just just folks you know black folks hooting and hollering like it was their cousin or their uh baby sister that got drug up off that plane but funny thing is you never saw the asian community do that for us when we saw these multiple uh, videos of Asian hair quick care owners or nail salon owners uh, beating the shit out of uh, black women or in the case of Peter Liang when he killed a, a Kai Gurley may he rest in peace you had all these Asian people out in the streets you know using Dr. King quotes you know trying to appeal to the masses uh, using Dr. King quotes and protesting in the streets talking about he shouldn't be arrested and all this other shit so uh you know black folks you you really have to stop with this fucking nonsense of fighting everybody's fight for them it ain't your fight and then before there before this incident happened there was an asian woman who got denied an airbnb because she was asian and the uh the host of the airbnb uh house he he or she was a trump trump supporter and he was yelling slurs at her and she's boohooing and they had it up on world star like i gave a fuck um, and I seen, you know, some black folks online caping for her and all this other shit, but no, just stop, just fucking stop. And, um, you know, black folks, we really have to stop. And, you know, this is not me being cold blooded or being tough, but you have to treat people how you want to be treated. You know, I'll treat people how they fucking treat you. I'm sorry. I misspoke. And there's a thing. And I seen one Asian guy, this tweet is kind of going viral. He was like Asian folks or asian people he was asian himself you know look through who your allies really are yada 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 no no sir no fuck all that fuck all that you know it's like dr claude anderson said and i'll say it again racism is a team sport it really is you know every group is competing against another group to get resources and um that's what we have to actually fucking realize you know that's what it is it's a race to get resources and we just up here bullshitting fighting other people's fight 
fighting within each other and i'm talking about us as a whole because you got intellectual masturbation black folks who just want to sit up and you know they have all these uh critiques but they don't have solutions or they'll have critiques and solutions but they don't act on it and then you got the other folks who want to just stay in the matrix and then you got the other folks who are woke so to speak but they use that knowledge to basically tear down other black folks or to push their own bullshit ass agenda and i'll talk about that a little bit later in um towards the end of the show um about a tweet that i saw that went viral about black men and you know being carefree but anyway we really do have to stop fighting other people's fight we really have to come together or most of us have to come together because some of us you know it's too late for some of us you know there's some some coons out here you know in their late 50s you know to early 70s and you know there's nothing you can do to kind of change that person's mind that's a whole ass grown ass person you know what i'm saying there's nothing you can do to change their mind and like i've said many times before my job is not to educate uh people who are not black about what black folks going through because you know because you know i know they know what we're going through and they know the hell that we're catching they just don't care you know if you don't look like them they really do not care so why the fuck should we be out here fighting other people's fights i know we all like to be on that michelle obama kick you know when they go low we go high but sometimes you have to do an eye for an eye you know we just gonna be some blind motherfuckers out here shooting a fair one you know what i'm saying and uh we have to leave this place you know leave this place better for our children you really do so we really need to stop with the bullshit hopping on other people's uh trains and fighting for them and shit and we need to you know get on our own locomotive and ride this bitch to some resources and to some wealth and get our shit together and once we have our shit together and we understand how an economy works for black folks then then just maybe then you know we'll be some black allies and be like hey okay well we'll help you now you know what i'm saying but until then black folks have to get their shit together so this playing field will be even you know what i'm saying and i know that we're all human and all that but in this system of white supremacy the only way that you're going to defeat that is if black folks get their shit together and that's what we need to focus on then we can you know start helping other groups and all this other shit and try to level the playing field but until then uh, y'all gonna have to you know hold your own nuts do your thing and you know go ahead and fight your fight don't come over here coming to us and like you see what they doing to us no nigga they did that to you they didn't do that to us they did that to you you know what i'm saying and speaking of that there was an incident happened in sacramento where a brother was in the hood crossing the street ain't no damn crosswalks in the hood ain't no fucking stoplights in the hood or nothing and they and his brother is crossing the street cop just stops him and then you know he's uh trying to figure out how to fuck with the brother and then he just hauls off and just tackles the brother and starts punching him in his fucking face and the brother said that when he was in the back of the cop car that they were trying to figure out what to charge him with now i've been i've been a witness to this firsthand and uh you know it's always a situation so then they're trying to get him with jaywalking and resisting arrest but the sister who uh, filmed it luckily she got everything on camera and he wasn't resisting it's just like yo what the fuck am i being arrested for you know what i'm saying so it's a situation where a jay if you jaywalking it's a fucking ticket but if you in the hood 
ain't no crosswalks ain't no signs nothing i guess you're supposed to cross at the corner but most of us just walk across the fucking street you know what i'm saying so it's just as it's, it's in a police state you know it's just in a in a fucking police state and uh the reason i said that i've witnessed situations like this firsthand was i had a situation way back in 2000 see nine yeah it's about 2009 i had a situation where there was a one-way street and i'm heading to work and these cops they're over here in a crack alley up there by uh, the um up there off of about 21st and leavenworth they're over there um yeah it's about 21st and leavenworth and they're on a one-way street and i'm coming i'm pulling out the garage and uh they're just right there just sitting in the middle of the street and i can't get by so i'm getting ready to back out and go on about my way so they violently pull over to the side of the uh curb and then i'm like oh, okay cool they're gonna let me go and then i start driving and then they turn on their cherries and berries after me so they pull me over and i'm like what are you pulling me over for don't worry about that i need your license registration and proof of insurance and i got all that you know you don't catch me riding dirty at all i don't give these fucking cops a reason to fuck with me so and so basically i give them that and they're just sitting so i'm like fuck i'm about to be late for work you know this they have me sitting about 45 minutes these motherfuckers come back give me a ticket for obstruction of view because i had some rosary beads hanging from my uh, rearview mirror i'm like then my, my mom's uh she's working mom dukes is working down at the courthouse and she'll, she's always putting me on game and i'm like this is a secondary offense like not having on your seat belt and then he was just like well you're gonna have to go to court and i'm like what and then uh then he says something smart like if i keep talking they'll uh, t take me to jail or something like that and i'm like i don't have any warrants or nothing like that and he you know throws my registration at me and my license and the ticket and um and so basically i wrote down everything that was happening and i, and I filed a complaint against him and i got a an apology from the um from the chief of police or whatever and uh, i remember doing it and uh everybody was telling me i shouldn't turn it in uh the cop that's only gonna make you a target yada 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 but didn't shit happen like i said i got a letter of an apology and the and i didn't even have to go to fucking court like i, I remember i went to see where I, I went during my court date and they're like uh the judge threw that out and i'm like okay so this was just a waste of my fucking morning me coming all the way down to the courthouse even though it was right around the corner from my apartment at the time to do that so I'm just saying that cops just fuck with people just to be fucking with people and nine times out of ten they don't even know the fucking law you know only thing only thing a cop does I'm gonna be honest with y'all in this state in this police state that we live in they collect money for the city and the county and the state that's all that they do you go from state trooper to a sheriff to a, a cop that's all they do they just debt collectors that's it they're just out hunting for money for the city that's it and then in the case with the united flight the cops and the u.s air marshal the only thing they were doing was being some uh, henchmen for a, a corporation that's it they have never been out here to protect and serve never that's all that they do they have a quota and i see this being a trucker uh, being a delivery driver, trucker, whatever you want to call me, I see this the beginning of the month from like the 1st through the 7th, the sheriff, 
uh, is always out. Uh, state troopers are always out on the highway trying to catch somebody. And then if they haven't met their quota, then that, that last uh, week of the month, they be out heavy and they pulling over everybody. Black, white, don't matter. They, they be in the rich areas all the way down in the poor areas. You can, you can see in the hood, only time that they're really out there in the hood pulling people over left and right is uh, probably the first through the 10th the, the police are because that's when a lot of people are on a fixed income they out rolling and you know they just trying to go to the grocery store trying to go to walmart you know getting their shit you know they got their little adc check their little ebt card loaded up so they're basically just trying to you know go and do their thing and they know that some of these folks ain't got insurance on their cars you know some of these cars ain't plated you know because they done bought this car you know four hundred dollars from you know the little junkyard you know down the street or some shit like that and so they just out fucking with folks and they know some folks have warrants you know for not showing up to court and things like that so they're just down there heavy so they really don't be in the hood heavy at the end of the month pulling people over because people on a fixed income really just got their shit parked in the driveway ain't got no food and they just chilling and waiting till that car gets reloaded but you know as far as on the freeway goes that's when the cops and the state troopers and the sheriffs are out heavy you know in that last week of the month because they do have a quota to write so many tickets which equals collecting a debt for the county and the city that's all that it boils down to and so this brother you know in sacramento got the shit beat out of him which was fucked up you know in this police state just for crossing the fucking street and i say that to say this i need to see the same outrage that these folks had that our that our fellow black folks had for the asian man getting drug off of united they need to have the same kind of energy at the sacramento police that's what i need i need people to make an uproar and a fuss about that and this brother he needs to lawyer up and get p a-I-D He needs to get paid That's what needs to be it That's what needs to happen Because 9 times out of 10 There's no charges going to be brought up You know the cop is on paid administrative leave So that just means that you at home chilling getting paid You know until the quote unquote investigation is up And you look at internal affairs Internal affairs is Excuse me they go hand in hand with the uh with the fucking police unions and the cops so it's like what's the point of having an internal affair so i just feel like there needs to be you know uh in each fucking state there needs to be an independent police auditor you know they can be funded by federal funds because apparently we do have money because we sent off them damn tomahawk missiles to syria so we do have money the money's there don't let them lie to you about that because when it's time to go to war well, all of a sudden we find all this damn money to deploy these troops and uh, deploy these weapons over into these poor countries and start bombing shit but we ain't got money to take care of the issues at home because it's a fucking business so like i said i feel that each state needs to have an independent you know each state uh needs to have an independent police auditor auditor or i should say each county in each state you know would it be expensive um not not really it wouldn't be it wouldn't be you know because uh you could have you know uh certain police uh independent auditors go through you know uh it could be federally funded so then that way it would be taken out of the state's hands or the county's hands so you could do that just have a you know have a whole damn task force because this shit is just getting out of hand and it's been going on since 
since the fucking uh, slave patrols, you know, since back in the 1800s. But now in today's age, everything is so transparent. Like everybody has a camera, everybody has a phone with a camera, and everybody can go live, you know, at the snap of the fingers and show what the fuck is actually going on. You know, people get fucked with, black folks get fucked with, you know, with cops, you know, shit every fucking day. And now it's being caught on film. And, you know, a lot of times you become numb to it. Usually like, God damn, another video of a brother getting his ass whooped or a sister getting her ass whooped or a video of a brother getting shot down cold and dead in the streets. And it's frustrating. It's, it, it really is. So, you know, what we really have to do is we really have to, you know, start pulling our money together. And I, I feel like a broken record. And we really have to start, you know, um, not I'm not going to say bribe lawmakers and shit like that, but you know, pay for some campaigns, uh, give them some quote unquote campaign funds, and you know, start changing these laws. And you know, we might can we can definitely get some independent police auditors out here because, like I said, internal affairs in these police unions, their fucking husband and wife, you know, behind that blue wall. So it's just frustrating to to, to see. Uh, you know, black folks caping so hard for, uh, you know, the Asian dude who got drugged the fuck up off the plane and, you know, really not seeing that kind of energy with what's happening with his brother who got the shit beat out of him for crossing the street. So I guess that's all I really got to say about that. And then last week I was talking about in Hope Like Dope, I had Atlanta that was pretty much selling Hope Like Dope. Like, uh, they pretty much they said that a goddamn crackhead was out here uh burning down the damn bridge and shit like that and then you know he was probably high on crack so them cops was like oh you did this oh, okay yeah i probably did do this and uh you know uh god is good four prominent attorneys uh, is being reported by the atlanta black star shout out to them they're going to come to the defense of this uh homeless brother uh and so basically they're saying that it shouldn't have been some crazy ass flammable uh materials up under that bridge anyway for him to quote unquote set the shit on fire so they're going to come after the georgia dot which is department of transportation because it is some bullshit like i said it's some straight up bullshit they probably saw these three crackheads down there up under that bridge it was one black dude and then a a, a white dude and a white woman and the, the black dude he gets the the fucking brunt of the force you know of the uh, of the law you know brought down on him they all was probably high as a fucking kite and it was like oh you down there smoking crack and it was like yeah yeah you caught us you know they think they just about to you know sit in jail you know get three hots in the cots for you know six seven months and then be back out on the street and they're like, oh, okay, well, uh, which one of you uh, lit the first pipe? And, you know, they probably ratted out the black dude or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, you probably lit this fire under the bridge. And he's like, uh, maybe, I can't remember, because you fucking high out your mind on fucking baking soda and powder cocaine rocked up. And so they, they probably just coerced him, like, come on, man, you want this sandwich? You know, you want, you want something to drink, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yep. And then like, okay, yeah, you burnt this down. So shout out to these attorneys coming to the defense of this brother you know because it that, that that is some bullshit that is some straight up bullshit I, when i first saw the story last week when they said it was some crackheads that burnt down a whole ass piece of an interstate i was like you niggas lying like this is some old fucking 
1970s shit when they was blaming the uh the old heroin victims you know uh the heroin uh the the smack kids they was blaming them for you know tenements burning down on the east coast and it was actually those slumlords doing it as insurance fraud and shit but it came out later that was happening i'm like you can't blame this on a fucking crackhead you cannot blame a whole ass interstate being burned down by a nigga smoking a rock like with a fucking big 89 cent lighter out of a bodega or a gas station like get the fuck out of here a fucking crackhead burnt down a whole ass interstate boy y'all is on some bullshit and dot and the uh the city of atlanta's atlanta officials or georgia dot they didn't want to deal with that they they didn't want to be like oh shit you know it's faulty for us but you're up here storing chemicals up under the an overpass at that you know it's not just a straight interstate it was a fucking overpass you know what i'm saying so you know shout out to these attorneys you know they're gonna get this brother off and hopefully they'll get this brother paid and he can get cleaned up and you know hopefully this will be a blessing for him so shout out to that man because that's that's wild and then i mean the jokes write them fucking selves moving on uh still on the summer jam screen i mean yesterday you had uh sean spicer out here offending the jews uh there was i was watching don lamone uh bacardi lamone don bacardi lamone uh last night in bed while uh my wife was popping my ingrown hairs for her pastime i don't know why she like doing that but um i think she wants to be you know dr pimple popper on the low but uh so we so we land in bed watching uh, uh don lamone and there there's a jewish guy on there he and he's a he's a so-called democrat but he looked like he's a, a like a like a cut hole for uh conservatives or some shit and he was trying to say that uh that uh that it wasn't a bad thing that sean spicer said and all this other shit and he was basically trying to compare syria's assad to uh hitler saying that you couldn't compare i'm sorry because uh, assad used uh chemicals on his own people and then people were like well hitler was marching jews right into a fucking gas chamber and he's just like well you know it wasn't on his own people you know at these uh these centers these holocaust centers like it's the fucking ymca like it wasn't a fucking concentration camp or a death camp and so he caught some flack for that caught some heat and then uh our own uh, ben carson well not my own but y'all own uh built ben carson this motherfucker got stuck in a housing project elevator i mean the fucking jokes just kind of write themselves you got a neurosurgeon who's the head of housing and urban development got stuck in a goddamn elevator if that ain't a a a euphemism or a simile or whatever you want to call for the sunken place i don't know what is and that's for all my people who saw get out Uh, i mean the jokes just write themselves this whole fucking cabinet administration is a fucking joke they're trying to get steve bannon up out the paint they got him up off the uh defense board or whatever uh or the homeland security board whatever the fuck you call it they got him up out of that or national defense uh group or whatever out of those briefings and shit like that so he's kind of butthurt about that and uh man he just looks disgusting like he's one of those people that you know tries to scream about iq and genetics but then you start talking about how africans coming over here you know outperform white people in college and things like that and it's you know he'll start deflecting and then he'll start talking about uh white folks genes are superior and you like this dude looks like 
like a rotting biscuit or something you know what i'm saying he just looks like a, a gray hard biscuit like when you pop open those pillsbury biscuits and then you don't cook them all and you're like oh, i just leave the, the rest of the dough in the bottom of the fridge and you're like why the fuck did i do that you come back like two days later and they're like gray and just nasty looking like that's pretty much how he looks like his whole face is full of skin tabs and he just he just looks like he needs help taking a morning shit so i mean this whole cabinet it just it is it is fucking wild crazy wild and uh you know i i, I don't understand how these so-called conservatives like especially the poor ones are still standing behind this regime you know i see more and more articles come out and i read them to y'all or i review them for y'all about trump regrets and things like that but then there's some of y'all that still are just standing firm with this cabinet because you're like oh well, we need a businessman to run the the government like a business and you see what the fuck is happening and now it's being rumored that the whole syria bombing was because of ivanka or whatever whatever that white woman's name is she saw the video of uh them syrian kids uh being gassed and they couldn't breathe and all this other shit and then so daddy was like i'll take care of it nobody makes my daughter cry so it's i don't know it's just some whack shit um i'm tired of talking about it uh hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you tyrone biggums so uh let's see here uh selling hope like dope first we got two people out here selling this hope like dope the first one is going to be it has to be facebook um when i logged on to facebook earlier this morning uh it gave me a tip on uh how to well, when i opened the app uh it gave me a tip on how to spot fake news um it's very convenient that it's out now after uh, your man's uh trumpito done won the uh the election and the cheeto in chief is uh sitting high up on his high horse uh now you can uh it basically it gives you tips on how to spot fake news and all this other nonsense could you imagine if it came out during the elections you know uh, or prior to the election maybe uh hillary would have been in the white house in a pantsuit and bill would have been you know somewhere getting his dick sucked off in the corner of the white house by some intern or something so very odd it's like too late now you know it's and uh, they need to do something about folks who post old ass stories you know i seen one somebody posted a story talking about uh look at this this is crazy and it was some shit that happened probably about uh four or five years ago it was uh oh shit i can't think of it. it was something old too and this nigga was just going off about it i can't i can't remember what it was it's slipping me and i don't even want to try to find this negro's page but uh it, it got shared onto a friend of a friend of mine's uh thing and i can't remember what the fuck it was i think it was uh i think it was the mcdonald's thing uh about how these teachers or scientists has it has the food on display and it's still after all these years is keeping its uh its form and its shape because of all the sodium and the preservatives in the in the mcdonald's food or some shit and uh the story i think that story is about four years old to tell you the truth i think about 2013 maybe even 2012 and you know i just why niggas be so late with the news you know it's just like somebody running up to you and be like man did you hear about uh trayvon martin getting killed you know it's just some shit like that 
you know just like nigga have you been in jail like what 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 is going on with you you know so anyways you know they selling hope like dope and then we gotta uh, see what's going on with uh you know shea moisture if you don't know who shea moisture is it's a black hair care line uh black owned uh by a brother who started it with his uh, uh a college friend and his mama and uh his uh Richelin dennis uh that's his name and uh it was basically his grandma had these recipes back in sierra leone of you know natural hair care and soaps and things like that and then when he was in college or getting out of college he uh you know started it up with his mom dukes and uh, a friend I mean, they were pretty much selling it in farmers markets and you know all kind of markets on the east coast and things like that and uh so i say that shay might be selling hope like dope shay moisture because you know they started a campaign last year saying that they wanted to you know break out of the ethnic aisle and they should just be in the regular hair care aisle and you're like okay cool cool and then some people was like looking at like okay what the fuck you mean you know it could be you know you trying to exp- expand your brand and when people do that it's you know cater to white folks and so a sister you know a well-known tweeter and a sex therapist i forgot her name she went she did an expo for her hair uh she was a, one of the models and she saw shea moisture's uh booth and there was a couple of white women there and she was like well how come you don't have any non-white women and then uh the women was like uh you know it's a very diverse uh staff and things like that so i started doing my research i'm like well let me see if this sister is just overreacting or what's going on so i watched an interview with Rachel and dennis the ceo and owner of shea moisture on a uh, curl box tv on youtube and it was uh and you know behind him it was full of white folks all up and down that company you know from the offices to the warehouse and he was talking about how 70 percent of his staff are women but you know i just seen speckles of black folks and it was just white folks up and all up and down his company is there something wrong with that no not at all but i had a problem with just seeing those speckles of black folks and uh the sister who was the modeling down at the uh, hair expo she was talking about the uh the hairdressers and the stylists there were hearing rumors that shea moisture might be you know changing some of their ingredients to uh you know help white folks hair and uh you know a lot of white folks do use shea moisture products you know the soaps and some of the white folks who have you know the curly you know hair and things like that they want their curls to pop they use that shea moisture and now is they they feel like it's trying to you know black folks are feeling like they're just trying to cross over and do something you know and expand and all this other shit but they they spoke about it on their facebook page saying that they would never change their formulas and uh you know they're they're not fans of companies who you know expand and grow and forget about their core base and who got them to that point and things of that sort but it's just looking funny in the light a little bit it is because i you know it's and uh some and then because we've seen the same thing happen with carol's daughter uh you know that's 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 looking paler and paler uh and there was controversy surrounding that a, a, a couple years back and it feels like the same thing has happened with shade moisture and i use shade moisture even though i'm a, a balding young man i've been balding since i was 24 but you know i use it on my beard and i use the soap so um you know i use the uh the shampoo with the uh the uh, the, the, the real dark amber shampoo on my beard and it has it feeling soft and luscious you know like a pillow and 
you know my wife loves the earthy smell of it and uh you know it's just it just works good you know when i when i grow my uh my my patchy beard out but it's it, it helps it grow it helps it comes in come in a lot thicker and uh and like i said it's just nice and soft and luxurious and you know it makes it blacker and you know things of that sort and i use the soap on my body so you know this, this we'll see what happens you know they're there then they started going, talking about diversity and how their products are for all people and all this other stuff in their facebook post and um i don't know i don't know i just i just feel like it's looking funny in the light you know as i looked you know at the at the staffing and things like that and looked at the warehouse because they do everything themselves they make every fucking thing uh you know they don't use anybody else's mixers they don't use anybody else's warehouse uh, or and the products that they get you know come from the motherland and they you know they putting a lot of money in sisters pockets out there uh to get some of those resources you know to put into their those natural resources to put into the products and shit like that which is dope but uh you know it, i don't know it could be it seems like a, a case of selling hope like dope you know i, I feel i feel businesses who want to expand and get that dollar from everybody because i'm not mad at it but you can't forget about your core that's the main thing you can't forget about the people who brought you to the forefront and who helped keep those lights on for you and gave you the ability and the capital and the uh the uh the propaganda or the information you know spreading it out well you need to try this and things like that because you know it's white women that go to black hairdressers you know and they might got some some matted up curls and they're like well girl you need to be using this shit right here and then you know and then it just changed this this curly hair white woman's world you know what i'm saying so uh you know hopefully they don't forget about our sisters because that's who just brought you to the forefront so uh you know shea moisture is looking funny in the light you know i'm gonna have to keep an eye on them and hopefully sisters keep an eye on it too but for right now it seems like they just selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right, so holding the L this week, it has to be genius, uh, formerly of Rap Genius. Uh, and this was a, it's basic Rap Genius or Genius now as it is. It's basically a website that breaks down lyrics of different songs. It used to just include rap songs and then like the meaning behind some of the bars or the lyrics. And uh, now it's expanded to, uh, you know, all kinds of music, all genres and things of that sort and uh you know they they tweeted out you know i call it tweet bait uh they tweeted out uh, a clip of ti saying that he created trap music in a in a uh interview with um angie martinez and they they said i'm reading verbatim ti says he and they put it in quote created trap music end quote with the uh, eyes emoji with a link and uh it rubs me the wrong way for them to put it like that because tip came out with his debut album in 2003 14 years ago and the title of his album was trap music nobody in the globe knew what the trap was unless you was down there and if you was down there in georgia heavy nobody knew what the trap was and trap music just brought you into the life of a d-boy they called the trap you know the neighborhood if you don't know what the trap is it's a, just a poor neighborhood where a lot of legal things are going on like selling drugs and uh, a lot of shootouts and shit like that and they call it a trap because it's a fucking trap 
you know it's, it's set up to so you will fail so you will fall in the trap uh you'll fall in a trap and you go into jail or you're gonna be buried six feet deep so then they so he he created it and then you know people are these young niggas is like well what did gucci do what did jeezy do like fuck like if if it's like a trap uh uh mount rushmore i would say like a trap rushmore uh, a mount trapmore i should say tip is going to be george washington on that motherfucker and then you have jeezy and gucci on that bitch too and uh it just it's very confusing uh just to see folks like well what about jeezy what did jeezy do jeezy was running around here with braids and shit you know all the way to the top of his head that's where his braids started at you know uh, going by jay you know before he was jeezy you know uh he wasn't really he was doing music but he really wasn't doing it like he was like can't ban the snowman or um not can't ban the snowman but uh fucking uh thug motivation you know one-on-one uh let's get it and uh that came out two years later in 05 so it just i don't know i'm a student of hip-hop i love specifically rap i love hip-hop inside and out i love everything from the breaking djing tagging to rapping or emceeing i love all of it so when people do shit like that and they just want to you know some attention and for people to click on their little bullshit article and all this other shit and people are trying to say um you know they're trying to say ugk and master p created trap music and three six mafia but no like ugk is texas master p is new orleans you know three six mafia is memphis like the trap that that's fucking georgia that's atlanta that's hot atlanta like how can you say that and then other people are trying to argue that it was uh outcast outcast is like atlians you know what i'm saying that ain't d-boy shit I'm, you could argue big boy maybe but it wasn't on that that tip level like like trap music is like reasonable doubt of atlanta if that makes sense you know what i'm saying and the fucking album is called trap music and it came out in 03 you know what i'm saying I, and i remember hearing it and i'm like what the fuck is the trap you know what i'm saying and uh it's crazy like he just blew open the doors for atlanta that's you know uh making way you know even bmf was a part of jeezy's success but you know just kind of blew the hinges off the door you know rubber band man wild as the taliban you know just blew it off the hinges for everybody you know putting atlanta back on the mat because before then you had the dungeon family doing their thing but you know tip really brought us fucking trap music so there's not a fucking debate about it at all which is crazy and it's these damn late 90s babies early 2000 babies is like well, what about jesus what about migos they they created it and these are you know these are probably like i said either adult crack babies or lead babies but if they're probably late 90s babies they're dust babies you know parents are smoking that dust you know sprinkling some shit in there their little their little weed uh their little joints and shit like that the little swisher sweets and shit like that sprinkling that white powder in there there could be some crystal meth babies but they have to be on some shit to not do your fucking history so and then like i said rap genius genius whatever the fuck you are you're not looking like a genius just eat a dick and hold this hell you win perfect 
All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we have to give it to uh, the Oklahoma City point guard, Russell Westbrook. Uh, this man is doing amazing things. He just uh, averaged a triple-double in, in today's NBA, which is wild. You know, doing it with points, assists, and rebounds. And uh, as a point guard, which is crazy, an undersized guard. I think they have him listed at like 6'4". Most people say he's really about 6'2", 6'3". Uh, you know, going in the land of trees and, you know, snagging boards and doing everything that he can. He, he 42 triple-doubles this season. And what's wild is uh, Oklahoma City is 33-9 and with those triple-doubles. So, you know, there's a lot of haters out there who say that Russell Westbrook, you know, is cherry picking rebounds and doing all this other shit, but his team is winning the majority of the time that he has a triple double and they beat all the elite teams except for Golden State. And, uh, you know, he's leading his team to the playoffs and it looks like in this first round he'll be facing his former teammate, uh, James Harden. So that'll be a great, great matchup to see them go head to head because James Harden been balling on the low. Ain't no, like, people are talking about him, you know, kind of, but, I mean, Russell Westbrook just overshadowed him, you know, with these triple doubles, but this man James Harden is balling because I feel like he was a cherry picking king you know he didn't really play defense but you know they moved him over to the one and he's just been out there balling and dropping dimes and I am not mad at it you know and he's really he is playing defense too so shout out to James Harden and uh shout out to Russell Westbrook for doing his thing and um you know just wow I'm amazed by it he has that cold-blooded you know that jordan mentality that kobe mentality just i am going to destroy everybody on this court that is not on my team and i love it and we need more players like that we don't need these players that are talking about, i won't play my friends i won't play my friends i won't play with i won't play with a team that's gonna help me win with all these other superstars you know so shout out to russell westbrook just holding down the fort and just balling just man now i do what i want all right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So I'm gonna talk about defining yourself. So pretty much the quote goes, don't let the world define you, define yourself. And the reason that this uh, quote sticks out to me, uh, I feel a lot of times uh, black folks are placed in a box. And I just wanna talk to my brothers for a second. Um, I saw a tweet. And uh, it, I feel like it was purposed uh, confusion. It was sent out to confuse people. Uh, it was supposed to be an artistic expression. And uh, it was so the artist basically um, she uh, tweeted out that um, she wanted to show a softer side of black boys. Um, so it was an artist depiction of boys with flowers in their mouths, their uh, fingernails painted. They had hair clips in and they had uh, stickers on their faces. You know, she wanted to show that boys do cry. And she said something about stereotypical masculinity. And so we're in this age that uh, a lot of these so-called uh, social, social justice warriors talk about toxic masculinity and all this other nonsense. Um, and is there toxic masculinity? Absolutely. But I don't believe and I feel that it's not it's not affecting our black men. 
as they want you to uh, so-called see. I've seen black men on Twitter be blamed for everything from Trump winning uh, the presidency to uh, uh, the reason that uh, women are getting thicker or there's this plus size wave and body positivity of our, uh, you know, of our curvier women out here and our uh, heavy set women out here. They're blaming us because uh, black men love thicker women. And we do we do like them thick, but ain't nobody telling you to, you know, stuff your face and do all this other shit. I've seen some just crazy rhetoric like that. And these are from so-called uh, uh, feminists online. You know, they only practice their uh, feminist values online, you know, when they're bored and they want then, you know, they boyfriend upset them. That's what I think it is. It's just taking out their anger and frustrations on brothers online because, you know, they're getting dicked down by some hot Cheeto dick nigga. You know, who's basically using her car while she's at work to fuck somebody else and she ain't had no no good loving or respect from this man in quite some time. So she's like, you know what? All black men are like this. So like I said, I've seen black men be blamed for Trump, blamed for global warming, blamed for uh, this whole body positivity wave. Shout out to Ashley Graham. She's from Nebraska. And so with this artist depiction, you know, people are like, yes, yes, slay, you know, all this other stuff. And I just want to talk to my, my young brothers out here because I don't want you to be confused. You know, there's nothing wrong with showing your softer side and being vulnerable or uh, crying. But I'm going to tell you something. Men cry in the dark. You know, the world doesn't want to see, you know, a man out here crying and being sensitive and all this other shit because the world is a cold place the world is gonna go on without you whether you like it or not so you're gonna have to put on that brave face and face the world you know what i'm saying the real world so don't get caught up in this social media hype you know showing emotions and uh crying and things like that it doesn't mean you have to you know dress like a woman it doesn't mean that at all so that artist depiction was very kind of you know it was a little it looked funny in the light you know i was questioning if i should put this in selling hope like dope but i just really want to talk to my young brothers out here because a lot of us a lot of y'all i should say you know didn't grow up with you know real thorough ogs in the family like your uncles uh, your pops you know um your cousins older cousins and things of that sorts um so i can be that i can give you a little bit of advice you know but I'm a, like I said, men cry in the dark. You want to be vulnerable with your lady. That's that's the beauty of having somebody that you can love and you trust. You don't do that in the in the real world, out in the open, because people will take advantage of that. They will take advantage of you being emotional. They will take advantage of you being vulnerable. They'll they'll take advantage of you crying. You know what I'm saying? You can cry in front of your lady. You can share those emotions with her and those that are very close to you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this whole this whole uh, fight against toxic masculinity is the silliest shit ever. I seen some some of these social justice warriors speak about toxic masculinity and how we have to hold our brothers accountable way back when they were having the uh, the, the, the the street harassment wave and all this other shit, you know, trying to get a law passed that, you know, uh, stop catcalling on the streets and things like that. 
and then they had that video of the white woman walking through New York uh, being catcalled by black and brown men and uh, it was deliberately edited to show that it was you know black men and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and Mexicans you know hollering at this woman because and I quote the uh, the uh, cameraman couldn't get the audio from the white guys hollering at him so then you see that the face of street harassment was going to be brothers and then uh, uh, brown men so that basically would break down to you know some white woman walking across the street and then a brother hit her with a head nod or like a how you doing and a smile oh this is street harassment you know call the cops and then you getting the shit beat out of you in the middle of 110th street or some shit like that you know what i'm saying and so with this whole then they talking about toxic masculinity and things like that and you know we do we do need to hold each other accountable as men but i seen some of these uh some of these women were talking about that we need to have conversations with men about not going out and raping somebody like i'm gonna really sit down with my homeboy and be like hey bro how you doing oh it's all good yeah much love and respect to you man how you been doing man just working grinding man trying to get this house and shit oh that's what's up hey my nigga when you go out today uh don't rape nobody <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's just it's like what that just sounds goofy as fuck right um and so they, then they started talking about like patriarchy and things of that sort and black male privilege and we are both in the bottom of a goddamn slave slave boat black folks are we both of us men and women and uh it's very i feel like it's going to confuse a lot of our young brothers growing up um you know they seeing this type of shit online you know masculinity so fragile toxic masculinity i'm gonna tell you young brothers you know your masculinity so fragile you know uh to a woman in the real world until it comes time to change a tire you know what i'm saying or a time to knuckle up and protect her you know what i'm saying then she wants that beast to come up out you so and it's not real women in the real world you know doing this you know what i'm saying it's it's these people who want to do these clickbaits who want to get uh social currency popping because social social currency is worth more than actual currency to a lot of these people so it's a lot of clickbait and a lot of these uh so-called social justice warriors aka uh faux feminists online you know are heartbroken some nigga is blowing out her best friend's back and uh you know she just found out so she's kind of tight about it so all black men are on this bullshit yada 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 but i don't want my young brothers out here to get discouraged because you know some of some shit online you know that you see and it goes popular and all this other shit and like i said before you don't need to dress like a woman to you know show your softer side or to be you know um open and carefree you don't need to dress like a woman so i don't know what the, the artist was trying to depict it just seems like she was just trying to blur gender lines and you know there's nothing wrong you know if some of my brothers want to come up out that closet or you know they're feeling some sort of way you know they want to tr change genders there's nothing wrong with that but for the majority of my brothers out here who just want to be men be men and being a man just means handling your business and taking responsibility for your actions you know and like i said you don't want to be vulnerable with the world you know the real world because like i said it will eat you a fucking live you know you will just you will go into a depression you know because a lot of people they don't give a fuck about your problems in the real world they do not that's why you show that vulnerability 
and you know crying in the dark you show that to somebody that you love you share that with family you share that to you know friends you share that to the to your woman your partner whatever but you don't go out into the world being emotional and a boohooing and all this other shit you know like i said the world will eat you a fucking live it will you know and you know for my ladies listening you know if you got some young men you know out here in the world you know doing their thing let them hear this or regurgitate it to them because they need to hear it you know so much you know you see the toxic masculinity and masculinity so fragile being attacked left and right you know um and a lot of these brothers don't know how to be men because a lot of the men just kind of you know stepped up out the pictures like some punks and uh you know so they do they need that reassurance from an og from a big brother a big uncle or something like that and i can i can be that you know that's one of the reasons that i started this podcast is to kind of guide my brothers on the right path you know and i'm i'm very passionate about you know uh young black men and just you know getting their minds right you know because i know the world is a fucked up place for us you know what i'm saying you're battling all kind of demons uh coming at you and then internally you're trying to define yourself you know but you got the the fucking news painting you as this fucking drug dealing thug who's knocking up nothing but white women and slanging heroin and fucking crystal meth and weed and you just out here trying to grind and get yours get your education and get you a great job or start up your own business but the world the united states is just showing telling you that you ain't gonna be shit so you have to you know kind of tune a lot of the bullshit out then you go online and you see sisters attacking you and all this other shit so it's tough you're just like who the fuck wants me but you know what that's not the real world you know it's all propaganda it's all bullshit it's all hot takes and think pieces and shit like that so if don't nobody got your back i got your back you know what i'm saying and, and and everybody has your back your family has your back and you know get some ogs up under you you know and just you know look at successful black men and watch how they move and things like that it don't even have to be somebody close to you You can watch a brother who's uh doing his thing on tv or in sports or in business and you know just kind of you know look at their biography and see how they did it you know what i'm saying and then just you know get that confidence in yourself look at things that you've been successful with in the past and you know start working on yourself and you know you can do any fucking thing that you put your mind to that's the beautiful thing about this life that you have been given it's gonna be a tough ass road and that goes for my brothers and sisters you know we have to work twice as hard to get you know the same reward as somebody who's white who's half-assing it we know that but once you get there it's a beautiful thing it is it's a beautiful thing so that's all that i got for y'all um much love and respect to all my listeners and i will see y'all next week i love y'all one Exciting things are happening at Burger King. Welcome to Burger King. Oh, uh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new what's chicken snack? What's in the new snack? chicken wraps? Mary? Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce, three cheeses, fresh dressing, wrapped up in a tasty flour tortilla. Crispy chicken, wrapped up in a... The new chicken snack wraps. Come and get it at Burger King. Tortilla.